Hello, I'm Karen Alvarado, co-artistic director of Thinkery and Verse, and you're listening to Decameron 2020, a storytelling podcast putting Boccaccio's Decameron in conversation with modern pandemic experiences. In the 10th and final story of the first day, Pampanea tells the story of a young, beautiful widow who intends to shame an older yet dignified doctor. After that, Madame Eliza sat silent. Then the last labor of the day remained to the queen herself, whereupon she began to speak. Honest and virtuous ladies, like the stars on a clear night are the adorning and beauty of heaven, and the flowers in springtime do graciously embellish the meadows. Just so, sweet speeches and pleasing conferences like ours today to pass the time are the best habit of the mind and an outward beauty to the body. However, the delivery and ornament of words when they appear to be short and sweet are much more fitting in women than in men because long and tedious talking is a greater blemish in women than in men. Among us women these days, I think few or possibly none are able to understand clever and pithy speeches because they are quick-witted and quaintly delivered. Or when we have therein understood, we cannot answer or respond quick-witted or quaintly. It is a great shame in us and all such women that live because our modern times have converted that virtue of speech and mind, which was within those who lived before us, our modern times have converted that virtue into garments of the body. And those noted to be most gaudy, fullest of embroideries and fantastic fashions, she is reputed to have the most matter in her and therefore to be most honored and esteemed never considering that the back of an ass may be loaded with riches and adornment too, and he who is not the wiser may merit more honor to the ass than the woman. I am ashamed to speak it, because in detecting others I am, perhaps, justly taxing myself too. Such embroidered bodies, tricked and trimmed in such boasting bravery, are they anything else but as marble statues, dumb, dull, and utterly insensible? Or if perchance these women do make an answer when some question is demanded of them, it were much better for them to be silent. And their defense? They would have the world to think that their conference proceeds from some simplicity or virtue or precise opinion, covering their own folly with the name of honesty as if there were no other honest woman but she that confers with only her chambermaid, laundress, or kitchen woman, as if nature had allowed them in their own idle conceit no other kind of talking. Most true it is that there is a respect to be used, and time and place are necessary to be considered, and also whom we converse withal because sometimes it happens that a man or woman intending to make jest or merriment will try to make another body look foolish, blush, or be ashamed, not knowing what strength of wit remains in that opposite body, and in this jesting attempt do convert the same disgrace upon themselves. 
Therefore, that we here may more advisedly be upon our own guard, and to prevent the common proverb that women in all things make choice of the worst, I desire that today's last tale, which is to come from myself, may make us all wise. To that end, in gentleness of mind, we confer with others, and so by excellency and good manners, we may show ourselves not inferior to men. Worthy assembly, it is not many years since that in Bologna there dwelt a learned physician, a man famous for skill and far renowned, whose name was Master Albert, and being grown aged to the estimate of threescore and ten years, he had yet such a sprightly disposition that though natural heat and vigor had quite shaken hands with him, yet amorous flames and desires had not wholly forsaken him. Having seen at a banquet a very beautiful woman, being then in the estate of widowhood, named as some say, Madame Marguerite de Chisolier, she became so pleasing in his eye that his senses became no less disturbed than as if he had been a far younger temper, and no night could any quietness possess his soul because he had seen the sweet countenance of this lovely widow. In regard thereof, his daily passage was by her door, once while on horseback and then again on foot, as best might declare his plain purpose to see her. Both she and the other gentlewoman, perceiving the occasion of his passing and repassing, would privately jest thereat together to see a man of such years and discretion to be amorously addicted or overswayed by effeminate passions, for they were partly persuaded that such wanton feverish fits of love were fit for none but youthful apprehensions, as best agreeing with their cheerful complexion. Well, Master Albert, continuing his daily walks by the widow's lodging, it chanced upon a festival day that she, accompanied with many other women of great account, sat at her door, espied Master Albert far off coming thither, and a resolved determination among the women was set down to allow him favorable entertainment and to jest in some merry manner at his loving folly, as afterward they did indeed. No sooner had he come near, but they all rose and courteously invited him to enter with them, conducting him into a goodly garden, where readily was prepared a choice of delicate wines and banqueting. At length, among other pleasant and delightful discourses, they demanded of him how it was possible for him to be amorously affected towards so beautiful a woman, knowing and seeing how earnestly she was solicited by gracious, gallant, and youthful spirits, aptly matching with her own years and desires. Master Albert, perceiving that they had drawn him in only to scoff and make mockery of him, set a merry countenance on the matter, and honestly thus answered, Believe me, gentlewoman, speaking to the widow herself, it should not appear strange to any of wisdom and discretion that I am amorously inclined, and especially to you, because you are well worthy of it. And although those powers which naturally appertain to the exercises of love 
are bereft and gone from aged people. Yet good will thereto cannot be taken from them, neither judgment know who deserve it. For by how much they exceed youth in knowledge and experience, by so much the more hath nature made them meet for respect and reverence. The hope which incited me, being aged, to love you, that are affected of so many youthful gallants, grew thus. I have often chanced into different places, where I have seen ladies and gentlemen being disposed to an assembly or re-banquet after dinner, to feed on peas and young onions or leeks, and although it may be so, that there is little or no goodness at all in them, yet the heads of them are least hurtful and most pleasing in the mouth, and young gentlewomen generally, guided by unreasonable appetite, will hold the heads of them in your hands and feed upon the blades or stalks, which not only are not good for anything, but also are a very bad savor. And what know I, lady, whether among your choice of friends, it may fit your fancy to do the like. For if you did so, it were no fault of mine to be chosen by you, but thereby would all the rest of your suitors the sooner be answered. The widowed gentlewoman, and all the rest in her company, being bashfully ashamed of her own and their folly, presently said, Master Albert, you have both well and worthily chastised our overbold presumption, and believe me, sir, I repute your love and kindness of no mean merit, coming from a man so wise and virtuous, and therefore mine honor reserved, command my uttermost as always ready to do you any honest service. Master Albert, arising from his seat, thanking the fair widow for her gentle offer, took leave of her and all the company, and she, blushing as all the rest were therein, thinking to check him, became reproached herself, whereby if we be wise, let us all take warning. by Karen Alvarado. Thank you for listening to this episode of Decameron 2020 by Thinkery and Verse. If you liked what you heard, you can tune into more stories from the Decameron and discussions between our storytellers right here on Buzzsprouts or wherever you download your podcasts. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word. For more from Thinkery and Verse, you can check us out on social media at Thinkery Ampersand Verse on Facebook and Thinkery underscore and underscore verse on Instagram or by going to our website, thinkeryandverse.org. Thanks again for listening. Be well.